At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we believe theological education should be confessional. Because of our desire to identify with what Christ has done in His Church throughout the centuries, we fully adhere to the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. This standard keeps us accountable and preserves us from novelty. For more information on how you can receive informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, check out our website, cbtseminary.org. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In this episode, the topic of our conversation is discouragement in ministry. Perhaps there are several things that can cause us to be discouraged. Um, and so, Pastor Joe and Pastor Lee, you are both pastors, and uh, this conversation is discouragement in ministry. So we'll begin by asking Pastor Joe, first of all, uh, do you ever d- get discouraged in the work of ministry? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh Yes, yes, yes. I do get discouraged in the work of ministry. Um, to flawed men, which is what what I am, uh, some discouragement is inevitable in in a work like the ministry because uh, uh, the ministry is the highest of all callings, and uh, in some in some ways seems like an impossible task. It's it's the work that is most opposed by devils. And it's a work that deals with obstinate, uh, fallen human uh, hearts. Um, I, I will say this. we Our last episode was on contentment. And I have to say, if I practice better the counsel that we gave in our previous episode, I would not become as overwhelmed, sometimes even sinfully, with discouragement. Uh, but I would be able, like my master, to overcome discouragement and temptation to discouragement and continue plotting in the good work that God has given me to do. But yes, uh, we, we are, uh, men who are prone to get uh, discouraged. I thank God that, uh, I have two fellow elders and I confess to my own weakness and shame that there are times in the, when they have to pick me up and times when they have to talk me back off the bridge or off the ledge, as they say. Uh, the, the only, only, even the perfect minister, our Lord Jesus Christ, the only perfect preacher who ever lived, he appears to have gotten discouraged, not in a sinful way, but he does appear to have, and, and Lee, correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, uh, he appears to have gotten discouraged in the work of ministry. I quoted in our last episode, Isaiah 49, 4, which is clearly messianic, where uh, the speaker says, I have toiled in vain. He's looking at, at the response that he's getting and he's saying, I, I have toiled in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. But of course, he does not sin. He goes on to say, my case is with God and, and he'll take care of it. Um, but even the Lord Jesus Christ, he marveled at unbelief. Uh, he got angry at hardness of heart. He denounced evil. He overturned tables. He sometimes says to his disciples, how long am I going to put up with you? He sometimes said to them, have I been with you so long and you don't get it? Don't, don't you get this yet? 
if the perfect preacher had these kind of discouragements coming down upon him and yet always handled them in a holy way, uh, so do flawed preachers like us. Lee, what do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, the text that has come to my mind was, how long uh, shall I be with you? So, you know, there certainly uh, were some things, but you're quite right. Uh, it was not sin. It was the reality of, of there is life in a fallen world. Uh, and, and I would say for my part, uh, yes, I, I do know what it is to be discouraged. Uh, however, by God's mercy, uh, it, it's not constant and, and it's Crazy. episodic rather than uh, mm -hmm. not because I've attained to some wonderful level, but I have to say with Psalm 16, uh, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. The, the Lord has conspicuously uh, blessed and, and even with the, the, the church here, you know, people will sometimes use that first Corinthians 10, 13, uh, uh, to mean, you know, well, well, God will not put on you more than you can bear. Well, I don't know that that's quite what Paul was getting at in First Corinthians ten thirteen, because it goes about God giving a way of escape. But nonetheless, uh, if there's any truth to that, well, maybe that's why things have gone well for me here in, in Bluefield, is the, the Lord knows I couldn't bear much, and, and therefore the lines have fallen to me in, in very pleasant places. But even then, uh, yeah, there can be things that, that do discourage and that really segues in to the next question yeah what are some some things and discouragements and causes of discouragement uh in ministry well certainly uh the pastor can become discouraged with himself uh our own weakness and our insufficiency we say with the apostle paul who is sufficient for these things uh uh, who has not discouragingly asked that from time to time, or who has not been tempted to say with uh, Moses, uh, uh, Lord, find someone else to, to, to do that. Um, uh, I'm not up to it. Uh, our own weakness uh, and insufficiency for the task, and not only that, but our own sins and, and shortcomings. Um, uh, uh, a, a minister is a serious student of scripture, and that means he knows something about what sin is and he cannot but see that there is sin in himself. And that can be very humbling and it can be discouraging. As I said to our people, I was talking about God working even in, in Jacob's life when he took away his son, Joseph, when Jacob was 108 years old. And I said to our people, I hoped probably, you know, 20, 30, or 40 years ago, that by the time I reached 70, I would be a holier man than I am. And that's true. I mourn over that. I mourn over uh, not just my uh, human weakness, but I mourn over my sinfulness. And that can certainly be discouraging. We have to make sure that we run to, to Christ mm. and his cross so that that does not become overwhelmingly discouraging and leave us in doubting castle with the giant despair. Uh, another, another source of discouragement is uh, unwilling unbelievers. You, you pray, you prepare, you preach with all your heart and all your might and lost people sit there and do uh, nothing. 
you preach judgment and they're not moved and you preach mercy and they're not wooed and they love and choose their sin over Christ and his truth. No wonder the old Testament prophets became discouraged at the lack of response to their message. Lord, who has believed our report? No wonder new Testament preachers had to shake their, their garments and say, I'm tired of preaching to you. You judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. I'm going somewhere else. Uh, and as I've said, even Christ himself marveled at unbelief and got angry at it and wept over it. So the response of the, of the unconverted to the gospel message uh, can be a source of discouragement. How, how about headstrong sheep? Um, how about sometimes when sheep go back to their errors and, and their sins, uh, Jesus with his disciples, how long will I put up with you? Paul with the churches, uh, he says, I stand in doubt of you. Uh, uh, every caring pastor, I would think surely at times becomes discouraged by the slow response of the sheep to the word. Um, it's discouraging to see marriages continue to struggle because husbands or wives or both are, are, are full of selfishness. Uh, it's discouraging to see uh, the lack of churchmanship uh, among the sheep, people who think it a, a light thing to miss the public worship of God. It's discouraging to see some continue uh, in the same sins for long periods. Um, that's a source of discouragement. And then fourthly, uh, there is the temptation to become discouraged with divine providence and to begin to think, uh, why Lord are things not going better for me? Uh, not to contradict what Lee said, we need to be willing to look at the bright side and count the blessings. Uh, Lee, how would you answer that? What are some discouragements and causes of discouragements in ministry? Well, well, brother, you, you really covered uh, things that, that I had written. I would say that we got, you know, scripture itself. For instance, when you talk about providence and trials generally, uh, when Peter writes, actually assuming it as the norm, uh, saying that uh, now if need be for a time, you're grieved. Yeah by various trials there's real sorrow there's real from just trials generally yeah. uh, and that would again speak of god's people uh, generally well uh, pastors are not exempt from all of those trials and then in addition there are the trials and and heartaches uh, that can come as you've already mentioned uh joe with with wanting to see people more responsive to god's truth for their own good uh, Hebrews 13, 17, uh, submit to those who have the rule over you uh, mm. as those who must, uh, as those who watch for your souls, as those who must give an account. And it says that they may do so uh, with joy and not with grief. I think the mm, yeah. joy and grief thing is not talking about when they give an account, but it's talking about the oversight that they give. Yeah. Well, it's a grief to them when they see it's a strong word there. It's a groaning when the pastor's oversight is not being received, uh, when there's a real love for the people that's uh, evidently not reciprocated. Now, Paul talks about that, if I'm going to love you, even though I'm 
not loved in return, but it, it still, it, it hurts. You know, when you see people uh, responding in a wrong way to shepherding or for even that matter, leaving the church, that Hebrews 13, 17 about they do, they do so with joy, not with grief. It does underscore that there's real emotional involvement that we're not hirelings. It's not just, here's a job that we really love the people. And just like when a parent loves a child and that child would buck against it, uh, well, that just breaks mom and dad's heart. Well, it, rightly, uh, a pastor should have grief uh, when he sees those things mm -hmm. going on. We want God's people to prosper. And, and if they're not prospering, that is a legitimate grief. Now, again, we don't simply stop at that. It drives us to Christ and seeking uh, his mercy and, and his blessing. But but we cannot be you know uh, emotionally uh, uninvolved here when we see this going on, when we see God's people even unmoved by his word or disinterested. Uh, and again, you've already said it, Joe, our own remaining corruption. Uh, yeah, the good I would, I don't do. The evil that I would. Yeah, wretched man that I am. Um, especially, so come on, we're pastors. We should be examples to the flock. And yet here I am having these struggles, this coldness, these sins, this selfishness. Yeah. Well, those things can be discouraging. Uh, and, and what are we to do? Well, again, that's going to segue into the next question. Appreciate it, Pastor Lee. Yes, uh, segueing us well. So, brothers, how do you overcome discouragement in the work of ministry then? You know, something uh, Lee, Lee said, uh, if I could go back to something he said about uh, made me think this. It's, it's a lot easier for a hireling or a false shepherd to shepherd without discouragement because he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He doesn't see his own sins. He doesn't care who believes the gospel. He doesn't care whether the sheep make progress or not. He just wants his paycheck and he wants to uh, do his job. But a true shepherd is naturally going to have more things that are going to discourage him. So how does that true shepherd overcome discouragements in the work of ministry? Uh, let me just say th uh, three things. They're, they're, they're easily found. Know your God. Um, know that he's trustworthy. Know that he is sufficient. Know that he is a very present help in trouble. And know that nothing happens in your ministry or in your church but that which is under the good and wise control of the chief shepherd. Uh, number two, I would say fortify yourself by the pattern and example of Christ, who still, even though he had much to discourage him, he still looked up to heaven and said, yet my work is with my God and my reward is with him and I'll do it. And it reminds me also of the apostle Paul who said, it's a very light thing that I should be judged with man's judgment. He that judges me is the Lord. Uh, so let's wait for the final day. The third thing I'll say is this, uh, love your people. Hmm. And if you don't love them enough and you don't ask God to help you love them more, love your people, love, love your work, love the ministry, Lo love what God has called you to do. And in so doing, focus less on your failings and more 
on God's sufficiency to give you success in the work. And let me say this, uh, and I need this. I don't know anyone needs it more than I do. Focus on the good qualities of the sheep that God has entrusted to your care, not just on the bad ones. If all you see is the sins in your people, then you're going to be discouraged most of the time because they're like you. They're still sinners. But uh, it's still true that the saints of God are the real excellent ones in the earth. And they are beautiful. Focus on those beautiful characteristics. Focus on what the grace of God has done in their lives. And you need to determine to do that because I come home sometimes on a, a Sunday night and I start thinking about who was there and who wasn't there. And, and, and it's easy to become discouraged, but think about who, think about who was there. Think about the faithful sheep of Jesus Christ. Think about even in those who have flaws like you do preacher, think about all of the beautiful displays of grace that God has placed in their lives. And then just keep being faithful and looking to God who is always at work in his church. Lee, what can you add to that? Well, brother, you're not left a whole lot, but uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate, I appreciate what you've said and your three point outline as well. Uh, you know, when we see discouragement, uh, and certainly if it's long-term, kind of it's, it's a, a deep or settled disposition, we need to recognize that that is not to be our posture. You know, Paul wrote to the Colossians in chapter 2 about striving, agonizing, that they should have encouraged hearts. Well, obviously that means that is to be the more settled disposition. The, the discouragement's episodic, but but generally there is to be, uh, as the norm, great encouragement yes. in, in believers. And again, that's in believers generally, and no less in pastors, since we are to be examples to the flock. And to recognize the blessings that are ours in Christ, and, and that ours should be a, uh, a posture, a disposition of expecting God's blessing. Uh, come what may, yeah. even though there are the hard times and, mm -hmm. and the like. Uh, that's not the big picture. It's for us to see the big picture. You know, uh, the psalmist in, in Psalm 42, sounds like David, though it's, the psalm is not ascribed to him, but but this, uh, Psalm 42, he takes himself in hand. Uh, mm -hmm. He admits he was cast down. He tells God he was cast down, yeah. mm -hmm. but he's talking to his own soul when he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Uh, Dr. Lloyd-Jones in his spiritual depression, he developed that beautifully. It, it kind of taking oneself by the nap of the neck and saying, soul, okay, you're downcast. You've told God this, but but why? And, and then he goes on to, to chide himself, really. Uh, why are you disquieted? Hope in God. Uh, you'll yet have reason to praise him. Uh, you're going to have the help of his countenance. Look who God is. And, and I think at times we as pastors need to do that. That's great. You know, and just like what you're saying, Joe, of recognizing, hold on, okay, I'm this individual has done or said this, and but wait, that's not the whole thing here. Again, that's not the bigger picture. And, and to to look and see that. Or when we're talking about even maybe it's it's sin uh in members. Uh 
but is that all we're seeing? Like you already said, Joe, I think of the Apostle Paul, you know, uh, 1 Corinthians, he's going to address problem after problem after problem after problem. Yeah. But yet he begins, really, verses 2 through uh, 9. You would think, wait a minute, is, are we talking about the same church here? You know, uh, you come behind in no gift, you're eagerly awaiting the coming of Christ. And he, yeah. he speaks well of them. He, he yeah. could see that there's more to them than just the problems that he was going to have to address. Well, we right. should do that even with regard to ourselves, but certainly with regard to the congregation. Don't overlook what God is doing. Uh, and and it's reason to expect yet more blessing to come. Uh, I think of another case of, of this was David talking to himself. You remember when uh, Ziklag was burned with fire and they run off with uh, uh, all their families and so forth, and people talk about stoning David. That was not a good day. Uh, and yet we're told in First uh, Samuel 30 how he, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Well, that's probably doing something, Joe, of what you were talking about, recognizing who God is, uh, recognizing God's commitment and God's control and so forth. Well, we have to do that. We're downcast. Well, wait a minute. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. And since discouragement may be brought on by changes, then how right to see those things that don't change, even Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what reason then we have for joy in the Lord and encouragement in him always. If God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, reminding ourselves of those passages, uh, of such glorious truths, and believing them, uh, and knowing it's true, irrespective of how we may feel. I mean, as a pastor, this is how we would seek to help discourage saints. This is the remedy we would apply to them. Well, physician, heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Pastor must apply these verses to ourselves. Again, recognizing that we are to be examples to the flock. And that would include even how we handle discouragements. So, Austin, I'll throw it back to you, my brother. Very well said, both of you. Great thoughts, Brother Lee. Yeah, very well said. Well, we have been discussing discouragement in ministry and uh, ways to overcome discouragement in ministry. If you have any questions related to our subject, feel free to submit them to the pastor's inbox at cbtseminary.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we wish you grace and peace.